Welcome to the podcast for Salem Baptist Church, where the senior pastor is Reverend Dr. Selwyn Q. Bacchus. Salem is located at 3131 Lake Street in Omaha, Nebraska, 68111. This podcast has been created as a mobile companion to your engagement with Salem. Whether you use it to listen to a service you are unable to attend or to revisit a sermon, we pray that this podcast will serve as a source of motivation and connection to a word-centered and spirit-led church that cares about your journey. Be sure to turn on your alerts as we deliver a variety of content to you. Don't miss out on church services, interactive Bible studies, and special interviews all here on Salem's podcast. Share the podcast with a friend or family member. Listen as you have your morning coffee, daily exercise, or travel to work. No matter when you are listening, we pray this episode blesses you.
Good morning, Salem. I'm really glad to be in the house of the Lord one more time. We're going to ask you to stand all across the sanctuary. We are grateful for those who are in the sanctuary and those who have gathered in the virtual sanctuary of the Salem Church for this wonderful worship experience on Christmas Eve 2023. Amen. It is a blessing indeed. The Lord has allowed us to see this day to be able to celebrate what the Lord has done and what he is yet doing in the life of his people. We're going to open this morning with our opening scripture and prayer, and we're going to share our sick our prayer list on today as we move forward. Our worship experience will be a little different on today but it will be a blessing indeed. Amen. Psalm 100 reads, Make a joyful shout to the Lord, all you lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Know that the Lord, he is God. It is he who has made us and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful to him. And bless his name, for the Lord is good. For the Lord is good. For the Lord is good. His mercy is everlasting, and his truth endures to all generations. We seek to lift at this moment in our worship experience all who are on our prayer list. Sister Gloria Brody, Sister Rosie Allen, the mother of Lois Hopgood, Sister Benny Brightman, Sister Alberta Epperson, Sister Shannon Jones in Virginia, the sister of Primus Jones Jr., Sister Brenda Lee, Sister Melanie Lloyd, Sister Douglas and Danita Johnson, Sister Rebecca Miller, Sister Glenda Newell, Sister Cynthia Newsom, Brother Gerald Kilgo from Dayton, Ohio, Brother Larry Kilpatrick, Brother Philip McCain-Smith, Brother Frank Stewart Sr., Deacon James Brewer, for those who are bereaved, John and Teresa Farmer and the loss of their son, <clears throat> and uh, Kim Langford and John Farmer II and the loss of their brother, Derek Farmer of Miami. We certainly want to lift them all in our prayers. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Again, Lord, we do thank you for this privilege on today to gather and worship, to set aside this moment to worship you in spirit and in truth for you and you alone are worthy of all of our praise you're worthy of the honor and you are worthy of the glory you are worthy of the glory on this day you are worthy of the glory on this day and even as we come to invoke and invite your presence in this worship experience we lift those who are on our prayer list God we know that you know every situation, you know every circumstance, you know every mind, you know every heart, you know every spirit, you know every situation. So God, we ask in the name of Jesus that you would meet those who have been lifted at their point of need. We know that you're able because you've done it so many times before. And so, God, again, even as we begin this worship experience on today, on the eve of celebrating the birth of our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ, 
We thank you, we praise you, and we give you glory. And we ask it all now in the name of Jesus Christ, our resurrected and living Savior, the King of kings and the Lord of lords. We ask it all in his name and the people of God said together, amen and amen. Come on, put your hands together and praise the Lord.
We're going to ask you to stand down in reverence to the word of God. Turn with us to the New Testament, the gospel as recorded by Luke, Luke chapter 1. And as you turn, for those who are going to be a part of youth church on today, we want to offer you the opportunity to be dismissed at this point, Minister Whitaker. And those who assist him are awaiting you at this moment. Those who are part of the youth church, you may be excused at this time. Amen. Amen. It's a blessing to see so many young people. Amen. Luke chapter 1, beginning at verse 26. And the word of God reads, now in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth, to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. The virgin's name was Mary. And having come in, the angel said to her, Rejoice, highly favored one. The Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. But when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying and considered what manner of greeting this was. Then the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bring forth a son, and shall call his name Jesus. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. The Lord's word is blessed. I want to talk today for a few minutes by the help of God and the Holy Spirit from this simple subject, divine favor. Divine favor. I would dare say that the majority of those of us who are in the sanctuary and the virtual sanctuary of the Salem Church have some sort of of communication device that allows people access to you 24 hours a day, 365 and one quarter days a year. And most of you delight in receiving phone calls and texts and emails on your communication device. And you uh, love when you uh, are, receive those communications from those that you consider family, friends, colleagues and acquaintances and it's most often a joy to be thought of and under various circumstances it's a delight uh, for that thought to develop into someone reaching out to you. It is great to know that you've crossed someone's mind and the mere thought of you has motivated them to take the time to reach out and touch you by means of digital communication. That is, unless the initial content of that communication, whether by voice, text, e email, Instagram, or DM, begins with these dreaded words, I need a favor. <clears throat> I 
I'm not saying that you do not want to extend a favor or do not have the desire or ability to fulfill a favor that has been asked. And yet sometimes it would be good for people to at least say hello or butter you up or give you a compliment or ask you about your day before they ask you for a favor. I read a quote somewhere that said, it's funny how friends forget us when they don't need any more favors. Now that's one kind of favor, but I want to spend a moment today highlighting a different kind of favor. Not the asking of a favor, but receiving divine favor. The kind of favor I'm speaking of is to be the recipient of a benefit, to be blessed, to be graced, to be highly honored. It is to show and manifest kindness and graciousness uh, toward someone. It is, in essence, defined best as demonstrated delight. Demonstrated delight. And this demonstrated delight of the divine in the biblical text that we consider on today occurs initially in a village called Nazareth. Now in considering where the announcement of favor was declared in our text on today in the small village of Nazareth, one must consider where it was not declared. It was not declared in Judea, the central setting of where the Lord had worked throughout uh, Israel's history. No, this declaration of favor was made in the region of Galilee, an area that would not have been considered likely to host an angelic emissary and messenger of the Lord. And furthermore, it happened in Nazareth and not in Jerusalem. Jerusalem was the seat of religious, societal, and political power, but it was in the village of Nazareth, what in most historical accounts would be a non-place, a place that would not be designated by a monument on an ancient map. Nazareth, a halfway stop between the port cities of Tyre and Sidon, overrun at the time by non-believing Gentiles, and even worse, occupied by Roman soldiers. Nazareth, a town so derided, disparaged, and disdained after that after the initiation of the earthly ministry of Jesus, Philip, who had decided to follow Jesus, sought to convince Nathaniel to follow Jesus himself. And in response to Philip's invitation to follow Jesus, Nathaniel's simple, sardonic, sarcastic, and scornful reply was, can anything good come out of Nazareth? It was in this village of Nazareth, not in the city of Jerusalem, not in the temple, in the holy city, but in the home of a very young, poor, insignificant, unknown teenage girl that favor was pronounced by the angel Gabriel in the life of a virgin by the name of Mary. Favor 
the Lord's demonstrated delight uh, was decreed and declared in a nondescript village to an undistinguished young woman at an unexpected moment. Well, I know you may be questioning why I've spent the amount of time and effort I've, I have to describe and to, to depict the conditions in which the Lord's favor is pronounced in Luke chapter 1 as it concerns Mary. Well, it's to remind someone and to re reinforce to someone else that the Lord's favor is not confined to a certain zip code. The Lord's favor is not confined to a certain area code, a certain neighborhood, a certain city, a certain state, and in opposition to what many of us believe in America, it's not uh, located simply in the borders of the United States. The Lord's favor can find you wherever you are. You don't have to be located in the seat of political power in Washington, D.C. You don't have to be located in the fashion capital of the world in London, England, or Paris, France, or uh, the, the, uh, the financial capital of the world in New York City. I want to try to remind you, the Lord's favor can find you wherever you are. L listen, if you don't believe me, Ask Elsie Eiler. Elsie Eiler. She is the one and only resident of Monowai, Nebraska, the country's smallest town located in Boyd County, Nebraska, and yet she's been featured on the British Broadcasting Network, in People Magazine, on the Today Show, and in countless other articles and interviews, and she's had her name mentioned in places that our names will never be called. Just like Mary in Luke chapter 1 and Elsie Isla in Monowai, Nebraska, I want to remind you as you're listening on today, the Lord's favor can find you wherever you are. You may not be mentioned in an article in People magazine, but the Lord's favor can cause you to be a blessing to people in your family and in your sphere of influence. The Lord's favor can find you and use you in your small uh, and extremely significant corner of the world. The Lord's favor is not restricted or confined to certain places. I'm simply trying to tell you, just like he found Mary in Nazareth, he can find you in your little corner of the world. And for those who may have missed it, I want to remind you that the Lord's favor is not predetermined, predetermined by your chronologically defined age. If you read early in Luke chapter 1, the Bible tells us that the priest Zacharias and his wife Elizabeth, the cousin of Mary, the mother of Jesus, were well advanced in age. They had been barren and childless all their lives, and yet in the golden twilight years of their lives, the Lord favored them, 
demonstrated his delight in a way that allowed them to have a child that would be a witness to the ministry of Jesus. And as I said earlier, Mary was very likely a very young woman in her teens in Luke chapter 1, and the Lord showed her favor. He demonstrated his delight toward Mary. So child of God, it doesn't matter if you are from the greatest generation or the silent generation or the baby boomer generation or generation X or the millennial generation or generation Z or generation alpha, the Lord's favor can be evident in your life. Now, I'm not telling the baby boomers in the room to go out and buy a bassinet and baby clothes, but I'm saying that the Lord's favor can be manifested in you and through you no matter what age bracket you find yourself in. I know you've heard that favor ain't fair. Ah, oh, well, I have come to tell you on the day favor ain't fenced in. Did you hear what I said? And favor ain't fixed for a certain age group. And favor ain't finished when you turn 50. I'm a witness. Or 60, somebody's a witness. At 70, somebody's a witness. The Lord's favor, his demonstrated delight, is dependent on his sovereignty. Oh, and his sovereignty means he can favor whoever he wishes to favor. Whenever. He wishes to favor them. However, he wishes to favor them. And by whatever means, he wishes to favor them. So somebody ought to shout glory right now. Oh, that as long as you're here, the Lord can favor you. As long as you are alive, the Lord can favor you. As long as you are around, the Lord can favor you. As long as you yield yourself to his will for your life, the Lord can favor you. Somebody ought to be a witness today. Doesn't matter where I am. Doesn't matter how young or old I am. The Lord is still demonstrating his delight in the life of his people. And I know I have some witnesses on today that the Lord's favor is real and that it will find you where you are and at every point in your life. Because in the last week, I personally have heard some testimonies of more than a few people who are a witness to the fact that the Lord can favor you against all odds. That's why Deacon Fairley is standing up right now. He can favor you against all odds and all probability. Somebody grabbed me at the church last week and said, Pastor, listen, I was looking to get a house for myself, but because of some missteps and mistakes in my past, I, I had resigned myself in my mind that I would not be able to find the kind of home that I desired, and in spite of it all, just a few days ago, I was able to move into a house that nobody else had ever lived in before. And she said, when I almost given up, but I continued to tithe anyway, uh, somebody called me and told me they got me a brand new house. I'm talking about the favor of the Lord. 
Ah, uh, yes, and just the other day I heard a testimony of another saint of the Salem Church who told me that a doctor had told her and her family that because of the seriousness of her illness, they might as well prepare for end-of-life measures. Well, she was telling me this about something the doctor said three and a half years ago. Did you hear what I said? I'm talking about the favor of the Lord. I'm simply trying to say that there are witnesses to the favor of the Lord. And there's some other folk in this sanctuary who are listening right now who can testify, I'm here right now because of the favor of the Lord. I got the job I got right now because of the favor of the Lord. I'm living in the blessings I'm living in right now because of the favor of the Lord. I'm healed, I'm healed, I'm here right now. Because of the favor. Of the law. Somebody here all day, all go ahead. I know it's not the new year yet. I know it's Christmas Eve, but you ought to go ahead and tell the Lord, Lord, I'm about to walk into 2024. Show me some favor. Let my new year and my new season in life be full of your favor. Oh, I love the prophetic words of Sean Mitchell when he penned these words a few years ago. He says, because I can see the breaking. I can see the breaking of day. God is making a way. A change is coming for me. If I stand strong and believe there, there's no reason to doubt. I know that the Lord is working it out. It's turning around for me. Uh, it won't always be like this. He will perfect that concerning me. And sooner or later, it will turn in my favor. Sooner or later, it will turn in my favor. Sooner or later, it will turn in my favor. He finished by saying it's turning around for me. And somebody on Christmas Eve in 2023 ought to go ahead and declare it. I've got a few days left in 23. And God has greater in 24 because. I believe he's turning it around. He's turning, he's turning it around. He's turning it around. He's turning it around for me. Uh, I got some more brother Meeks that I need to preach, but that's about getting good to me because he's turning it around for me. Hallelujah to the Lamb because of his favor. Ah. Thank you, Lord. I know you're off work tomorrow, but when you go back to work Tuesday, Wednesday, or Thursday, and they start getting on your nerves, just start doing like this. They're going to ask you what, they, what you're doing. Just, just tell them, don't worry about it, but he's turning it around for me. <laughs> all right, all right, all right, all right. Get yourself together back. It's all right, all right, all right. But there's one thing, and I'm going to finish this next week. I'm going to finish it next week. But uh, 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 I want to tell you that sometimes the favor of the Lord interrupts your plans. I ought to have a witness. Sometimes the Lord's favor <laughs> interrupts your plans. Now, I, I refer to the fact that Mary was young woman in the time of the text uh, 
but it was nothing out of the ordinary at the time of the text. Young women of her age were engaged and betrothed, but understand the culture of the time dictated and de determined certain things, and it's all kind of wrapped up. Her plans are all kind of wrapped up in verses 26 and 27. It says, now in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. The virgin's name was Mary. Now marriage in the time of the text was different than what is the norm for the day. It would begin with a betrothal or an engagement and the groom's father would choose a bride for his son and if the bride's father agreed to the marriage they would come to terms of compensation and an agreement, a covenant would be signed. And then the, the bride-to-be would go back to his father's house and build an addition to his father's house, a place where he and his bride-to-be would live for that portion of their lives. Uh, and that would sometimes take an entire year. And understand, all the while, preparation was being made. In other words, Mary had plans for her life. She wasn't just sitting around twiddling her thumbs watching videos on TikTok. She had plans, y'all. Uh, but understand, there were, her life had been charted, plotted, and mapped out. John Lennon, the, the uh, great musician, once said, Life is what happens while you're busy making plans. And Mary and Joseph had, uh, and their families had their lives planned out, how things were going to proceed. And Mary was going to consummate her marriage with Joseph. They were going to have children. He was going to continue in the family business. And life? was going to be fine. Everything was prearranged, but now the favor of the Lord is introduced miraculously through the announcement of the angel Gabriel that interrupts and intrudes and interferes on what Mary and Joseph had expected in their future. And child of God, the truth is the Lord does not ask your permission. He does not seek out your consent. And he does not apply for approval when he decides to display favor in your life. You see, the Lord knows your plans, just like he knew Mary and Joseph's plans. And yet, he knew then like he knows today. His divine plan is more superior and splendid than any plan you can devise. Oh, I love the way the, uh, the prophet Isaiah says it in Isaiah 55, verses 8 and 9. It says, for my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are your ways my ways, says the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. And I, I do not want to dismiss the importance of planning your work and working your plan. I don't want to minimize your list of one, five, and ten-year goals and objectives. I, I don't want to dismiss the great value of you putting together your vision board and dreaming your dream and visualizing your successes, but yet there are times that the Lord invades what you decided and determined and declares, child of God, you didn't shoot high enough.
You thought you were going to do great things, but my favor says uh, your future has greater. Sometimes the Lord interrupts and says your goal is not great enough and your vision is not wide enough. My favor is going to take you places that uh, you've never imagined. My favor is going to manifest itself in miracles in your life. My favor is going to sit you at tables that you would have never been invited to. My favor is going to give you a seat at the table where they don't even have your name plate because my favor is above your plans. Oh, yes. Child of God, when the Lord decides to rain down favor in your life, it blows your mind by blowing up your plans. Do I have a witness on today? Somebody ought to tell the Lord as I close 2023, Lord, go ahead and interrupt my plans if it means I get to experience your favor. You see, child of God, when the Lord interrupts your plans, he does so with a far superior plan for your life. Something even greater, even grander, and even more glorious. You see, Joseph and Mary had their plans, but the angel says that the Lord has an even greater plan for your life. He says it in verses 31 through 33. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bring forth a son and shall call his name Jesus. He will be great. And he will be called the son of the highest. And the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David. And he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. And of his kingdom there will be no end. Ah, yes, this announcement, this annunciation, this decree and declaration interrupted the life of Mary and Joseph. But it promised that they were going to, uh, the Lord was going to prepare them for something greater than they had ever expected and dreamed of. And child of God, you ought to tell the Lord, knock on my door and interrupt my plans if you've got greater and grander and more glorious in my life. Do I have a witness on today? Uh, Lord, I know what I've got planned, but you've got something bigger and better. So Lord, interrupt my life. Because when he interrupts your life, he's simply saying, I'm preparing you for something better than you could have ever planned for. I'm done, y'all, but that's why I love the way Daryl Coley said it. He says he's preparing me for something I can't handle right now. He's making me ready just because he cares. He's providing me with what I need to carry out the next matter in my life. He's preparing me for everything that's going to come in my life. Do I have a witness? He goes on to say that he's preparing me and he's maturing me and he's arranging me and he's rearranging me. Do I have a witness? He's training me 
He's tuning me. He's purging me. And he's pruning me. Do I have a witness? Because he is preparing me for the next matter in my life. Do I have a witness? I'm done this Christmas Eve in 2023. Yes, Lord, but I'll shout this Sunday morning because the Lord is preparing me for the next matter in my life. Do I have a witness? Yes, Lord, somebody ought to shout glory right now because last January 1 you did not know what the, what, what, what was to hold in a brand new year do I have a witness with one week left in the year God is still working in your life do I have a witness the old saints would say I should have been dead sleeping in my grave but the Lord made the enemy behave so I'll shout glory I'll shout hallelujah because he left me he kept me he covered me he sustained me because he's preparing me for something greater in my life and I won't wait until I experience it I'll shout right now because God is preparing me is there anybody here who will shout right now because eye has not seen ear has not heard and a heart have not felt what God has in store for his people and I'll shout right now because greater is yet to come is there anybody here who will shout right now give him glory tell him thank you tell him thank you yeah, thank you tell him thank you tell him thank you tell him thank you for favor in advance. Do I have a witness? Lord, send your favor. Lord, send your favor. Lord, send your favor. I receive it. I claim it. I glorify your name because you're worthy. Thank you for favor. 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 Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you for favor. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
hallelujah. I said hallelujah. I said hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Thank you for favor. Thank you for favor. Thank you for favor. When the world counted you out, God gave you favor. When your family turned their back on you, God gave you favor. When you felt like you were all alone, God gave you favor. Tell him thank you. Tell him thank you. Tell him thank you. Tell him thank you. Ah, thank you. Ah, thank you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I said, Hallelujah. I'm over time, y'all. And I'm trying to leave it alone. But I'm looking across this building and I'm looking in the pulpit right now. Some of us are here simply because of his favor. And you shouldn't go into another year without telling him thank you. Thank you for favor. Thank you for favor. Thank you. Yes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The doors of the church open. Hallelujah. Thank you for favor. Thank you for favor. Thank you for favor. Thank you for favor. You ought to help me preach it right now. Thank you for favor. Help me preach this thing. Thank you for favor. Thank you for favor. Say it out loud. Thank you for favor. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for favor. Look back over your life and see what the Lord has done and tell him thank you for favor. Thank you. Thank you for favor. Look back over your life. Tell him thank you for thank you for favor. Thank you for favor. If it had not been for the Lord on my side, thank you for favor. If it had not been for the Lord on my side, thank you for favor. If it had not been for the Lord on my side, thank you for favor. If it had not been for the Lord on my thank you for favor. If it had not been for the Lord on my side, thank you for favor. Hallelujah. I said, Hallelujah. I said, Hallelujah. I said, Hallelujah. You see, this is one of those shouts that you don't need to tell your pew mate about. Did you hear what I said? This is one of those shouts you don't need to tell your friends about. This is one of those shouts you don't even have to tell your boo about. Thank you for favor, thank you. Thank you for favor, thank you for favor, thank you. Thank you for favor. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. The doors of the church open. The invitation is extended. Even now, 
we extend the invitation for you to accept Jesus as Lord and as Savior so you can experience that favor for yourself. You can experience his demonstrated delight in your life. He'll find you where you are. No matter what you're going through. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You've not made your own confession of faith. This is the day, this is the moment to give your life to the Lord. Romans 10 reminds us, if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, that he died for the sins of the world, God raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. Take a step of faith on today. Step out in the aisle. Come down give your life to the Lord. Or if you're saved, but for whatever reason, you're out of fellowship with the local church, take a step of faith. Become a part of the family of faith here at the Salem Church. But however you come, you ought to come today. Somebody ought to shout favor right now. invitation has been extended but none have come we're blessed on today I have a couple of guest artists who are going to bless us as we are in this Christmas season blessed us as a part of Joyful Noise just a couple of weeks ago and they come now going to bless us as we enter further into this Christmas season
Good morning, Salem family. My name is David. It's my wife, Carmen, and our son, Tall David. From our family to yours, Merry Christmas. As we get ready to celebrate the birth of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, this Christmas Eve, we want to bless our pastor and his family. 1 Thessalonians 5.12 says, Now we ask you, brothers and sisters, to acknowledge those who work hard among you, who care for you in the Lord, and who admonish you. Our pastor and his family do so much for us throughout the year, whether it's prayer and intercession or simply just being there. In turn, we want to bless him and his family. If you're using the envelopes provided under the other section, identify it as Christmas gift, or simply put Pastor Backus's name on there. If you're giving electronically, you can use the memo side to do the same. From our family to yours, happy holidays and have a blessed evening. Amen, amen. Thank you all so much. Amen. We have a wonderful, wonderful church family. We've had a wonderful, wonderfully blessed year. And it is because of your generosity, because of your faithfulness, and because of your commitment to the Lord. And we ask that you will continue that faithfulness, continue that generosity, and that commitment to the Lord through your giving. Amen. 
Amen. Amen. We share that it is, you cannot be God-giving no matter how you try. The Lord is faithful to those who have trusted him with the tithe. Amen. And the Bible says he will then open the windows of heaven and pour you out blessings. You won't have room enough to receive. We remind you, even in this Christmas season, there are various ways in which you are able to give. You can give, you can mail your tithing offering here to the Salem Baptist Church at 3131 Lake Street, Omaha, Nebraska, 68111. You can bring, or bring your tithing offering here to the church office during the work week. You can give through our website, salembc.org, through PayPal, Venmo, Givelify, Cash App, and you can text to give. And as you exit worship on today, there will be persons in place to receive your tithe and your offering. Amen. It is more blessed to be able to give than it is to have to receive. Amen. We share this affirmation. It is an affirmation of what we believe about giving here at the Salem Baptist Church. We plant good seed in good soil. And we will receive God's prosperity for our lives. We plant good seed in good soil. And we will receive God's prosperity for our lives. If you believe it, put your hands together and praise the Lord. We want to remind you that on tomorrow at 4 p.m., uh, Joyful Noise will be broadcast on WOWT. Amen. All across this community, we will be blessing our community with Joyful Noise as well. At 7 p.m. Central Standard Time, it will be uh, streamed on our website, on Facebook, and through Bot, uh, BoxCast TV. So please listen. If you don't have anything else to do, and I know you do, but make time to be blessed by Joyful Noise. Share this information with others who are a part of your sphere of influence. They will be blessed. Amen? They will be blessed. I was in the bank the other day, and a gentleman said, Start pointing at me. He was the teller, and I said, I didn't do nothing. Amen. <laughs> you know, they start pointing at you in the bank. You start being a little careful about what you say. And he said, you that pastor, ain't you? I said, well, I think I am. And he's talking about how much of a blessing Joyful Noise was to them. And thank you to Chad Stone and Anjali for blessing us then and on today. <laughs> Amen. Now. Immediately following the benediction, I'm inviting you to join me in the fellowship hall uh, for brunch with the pastor. Amen. Brunch with the pastor. Get you a little something to eat. And bless you. And I'm going to wave at everybody in the, in, in, in the fellowship hall. And I ain't shaking hands with you because you're eating, but I'm going to wave at you. Amen. So come join me. This is my treat, my family's treat to everybody who wants to come. Uh, immediately following the benediction but our choir is going to come music and fine arts ministry is going to come and lead us in a closing selection we're going to have our benediction and blessing following that let's praise God for our dancers on today as well amen
Come on, stand to your feet. Amen. Merry Christmas to each and every one of you. And remember, as was said, the real reason for this season is Jesus the Christ. Please join us. They cooked all this food. Y'all, please come over and eat this food, all right? Come on, let's bow our heads. Lord, we love you and thank you for all that you've done. We thank you for your favor. We thank you for your favor. If you had not been for the Lord on our side, we don't know where we would be. Thank you for divine favor. Lord, we thank you for the privilege to worship you. We thank you for the privilege to celebrate the birth of your son, Jesus the Christ. And even as we spend time together in a moment of food and fellowship, we pray that you bless the food that has been prepared, the hands that have prepared it, and the bodies that will receive it, and that the energy we will receive from that food will be used for the building of your kingdom here on earth. And now unto him who's able to keep us from falling and to present us faultless before his glory with exceeding great joy to the only wise God be glory, dominion, and power both now and forever. And the people of God said together, amen, amen, and amen. And we yet believe the best season of your life is just ahead.